the death of two young men within the last 10 days. And each victim bearing the mark of the devil. This place has been accursed to the evil of some who abide here. But the signs are plain. God is calling on us who believe in his holy word to stamp out that evil. To seek out the devil worshippers. And to purify their spirits so that they may find mercy at the seat of the Lord by burning them! I know of one. Speak, brother. There is a cottage in the woods. A young girl lives there alone, refuses to take a husband. They say she has many husbands. The devil. Wicked. Immoral. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flickers from the Cave podcast. This is episode 223. I am Mike. I am Marty. Hello, I'm Julie. We are pleased to have you back in our dark and dank environment here to talk about films that are near and dear to my heart. At least the production company that these films came from are near is near and dear to my heart. The illustrious Hammer Films of uh, England fame. Do you remember uh, the first Hammer movie you saw? It was probably the uh, yes. I actually, I think I do. There's one, and I the Christopher Lee Dracula, Dracula movies that tend to run together a bit for me. But there's one where he dies. I know at the end of the previous film he had died by being on an ice flow, and and they had shot yep. the ice around him. Yep. And then the ice flipped over and he was trapped in the river. But I didn't see that until after I'd seen the one where he is resurrected. Okay. Where there are there are monks traveling up the mountainside yes. to his, his castle. And one of them falls and hits his head. And the blood <laughs> trickles down the side of the mountain. Right. And his face is exposed and the blood runs across his lips. And he's back. And this time it's personal. I, uh, <laughs> I, I did a deep dive on that stuff um, last year, I guess, where I, I watched all of the Dracula's. Well, I didn't watch the seven golden vampires or whatever. Right. The Shaw Brothers crossover. I I love that. I have this very clear memory of um, going to the laundromat with my mom as a kid. And on the little TV that was built into the wall, there was uh, they were showing one of the Christopher Lee's. And it's the one where um, I think it's Peter Cushing, but it might have been a different guy. But he jumps up on a table and grabs two candlesticks and makes a sign of the cross. (laughs) And then... Christopher Lee's body just turns to like ashes and then blows away and the last shot is his finger with his Dracula ring and the finger turns to ashes and blows away and it just leaves the ring 
I'd never seen anything like it. Like he was hissing and he was jumping around. I was like, this is not Bella Lugosi, which was the only yes. vampire I had seen at that point. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I was fascinated and terrified by it. And it was only years later when I was like, I think that's that movie I saw. Love that yeah, the, the Hammer films are were game changers. Like when I would watch Shock Theater, mm-hmm. you know, eighty percent of what they showed or more was black and white. Yeah, it was all the Universal stuff. Yeah, and so when when we eventually did manage to get a color television, and and or I was at somebody else's house who had a color mm-hmm. television, and the movie would start, and if it was in color, once I became at least. I wasn't even aware, I don't think at that point, that it was like a Hammer film, mm-hmm. but I just remember when they were in color, it would be one of the British films. Okay. And they were always the ones where they showed uh, a little bit more gore, and there were lots of, like, bodices. bodices yeah. Yes. <laughs> heaving bosoms. Mm-hmm. And so, always next level. I actually, uh, I know that I've heard both Joe Dante and Martin Scorsese talk about when they were young film goers. Right. When a Hammer film would come out, it was like a huge thing for them and their buddies because gore There's, and bosoms and... They always have boobs in Hammer films. Yes, they do. Even the ones that are more yes. mild, they're still like very low cut. Like there's a lot of cleavage, yeah. even when there's not oh, full yeah. boobs. Uh, and like a, a level of production that seemed to not exist in a lot of... Uh, obviously, the exception in American films of that era would be the Poe films that Corman did. Well, those original, were, like, um, Universal films had amazing production value. Oh, yeah, those are yeah. epic. But I'm just saying, like, in the 50s and 60s. Oh, like, yeah, those were garbage the, films that they were churning out for, yeah. like, you know, the kids to watch on Saturdays. <laughs> so the Hammer movies always seemed so much more classy, and the acting was, as a kid, I thought the acting was amazing. And it's still amazing, but it's broad and big and theatrical. Some yeah. of it I love is, it, though. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it is what it is, and that's kind yeah. of what I'm tuning in for. You know, yeah, exactly. It's like watching a Nicolas Cage movie where he doesn't scream and stuff. That's not why I'm watching a Nicolas Cage. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I just, um, you know, Mike and I, you, you and I have seen so many Hammer documentaries, too, where they talk about the studio and how they made films, and they were they were basically cormoning it. They were churning yeah. this shit out and reusing sets and reusing costumes. In fact, the sets in some of these movies we're going to talk in these movies we're going to talk about are very familiar. There was like fireplaces yeah. and stuff that I was like, they've used that a thousand times. Wait, well, yeah, they, they had... used the same set for both of these movies. That's like a trivia. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, so... these these came out like a year apart, so it's yeah. not surprising that that still exists. I would bet you those were used in House of the Long Shadows. So they shot just from one to the other. Yeah. Well, they also had. Like a huge sort of estate that was connected right. with Hammer Films that was an old British estate, and they shot like they had the big, you know, estate homes on there. And so, like, all the outbuildings and stuff were reused in but so many They movies also had because, their offices there, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, they said there would be on the first floor, there would be like offices and the business bit of Hammer Films, and then upstairs or in another wing of the house, they had all the production going. And on. if they had to shoot the facade of the house, they would just tell everybody to park around back or something. Yeah, yeah, park out in the fields, right? <laughs> and then the whole. Well, I always think about uh, Eddie Izzard. He says, "You know where the history comes from." Yeah. The, because in in Europe, you could go film somewhere and it looks epic and old because it's because you can go epic next door old. to the castle and shoot some stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's the whole Amicus. You know, line yeah. too, which was another. 
which was even more generally fucked up than Hammer. So it was like, yeah, you know, oh, oh, tonally. Yeah, well, just, Wait, yeah. What's like, that? So Amicus is know, like Hammer. It's it's another production company. They made, uh, like, some of the stuff I remember is like that one with the uh, House of Crazies or uh, whatever it's called. I can't remember the um, the British title. But it was mm-hmm. really. Are you talking about, like, the Pete Walker movies? No, it's called House of the Crazies. And it was the one with uh, Herbert Lom, who had the little Tin Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, it was it a was it it wasn't a it was amateur. That was not an anthology though, was yeah, it? Yeah, it's an anthology. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah they did a lot of anthology. And I believe that was an amicus. But yeah, they did uh, like uh, Tales, Tales from the Crypt. Crypt. I think was amicus. But anyway, they did, they did a lot of horror movies, and the shit was generally pretty fucked up. Yeah, but again, it looked generally looked great and had just lurid. real actors like and had real actors oh yeah all of this stuff i mean they're in england like the history also where the actors come from so yeah what's what's i actually and it occurred to me after watching these two movies is that like hammer was a sort of for genre fans at least a sort of an auspicious production company and prolific as hell yes and i started thinking about just the british film industry of that era Sorry, hit the mic. British film industry of that era in general, and how for a relatively small nation, mm-hmm. they had such a like fruitful, like uh, productive. Look at like look at Italy, man. I, yeah, I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, there's so many of these things where it's like they're, they're entire like Japan. You know, mm-hmm. there's an entire like that is a whole thing, and that is a tiny country. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> So I don't. I mean, that's. I think that's amazing, though, that like you can just really be so distinct, you know, and and make a thing that is very much as soon as you see it. Oh, this is this a Hammer movie? Okay, cool. Yes. I'm in. Yeah. And so the 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 what humor there is is so British and and dry and you know, Mike, when you pick regal. these movies, I told you. Oh, I've seen Vampire Circus. I, yeah, I, I never saw Vampire Circus. Oh, really? Yeah, it was all new to me. So, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I saw something else about a circus full of like evil people, so I don't know what it was. <laughs> um, All right, well let's uh, let's. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about the legendary cinematographer of our first film, Mr. Dick Bush. <laughs> yeah, how about that name? <laughs> God, that's All amazing. All right, so we're gonna roll into the first. We want to do them in chronological order. Chronological, which is. Twins of Evil, right from from seventy one. So, and let's just get right into that. So, the first film we're going to do is Twins of Evil from nineteen seventy one, directed by John Howe. Yes, who did it, the uh, the Witch Mountain movies and oh. Dirty Mary and Crazy yeah. Larry, and uh, a movie that I've wanted to see forever and have never seen called Incubus. Oh, I with, thought we uh, watched that. I haven't. It's but it's with uh, Peter Fonda. I think might be in it. I swear, dude, I thought okay. we watched that. Well, maybe oh. I don't know. But anyway, it's one I read about in Fangoria okay. forever ago and wanted to read. But that is neither here nor there. We are <laughs> going to talk about Twins of Evil. So tell us what the give us the gist, Mike, of the plot. Okay, Twins of Evil is set in. I think it is. It's the nineteenth century. Yeah, in the nineteenth century in. I think it's Bavaria, I think. So it's somewhere. All these are very, it's very yeah, Eastern Europe. Transylvania. Yeah, it's totally. all these movies. That's the other thing is I think that they sort of make up names of places mm-hmm. so that it's just 
uh, vaguely indistinct Eastern European nation. I think it was shot in Durkistan. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Peter country. Cushing. Peter Cushing is a staunch hard ass. Basically, he's sort of uh, he he's trying to make. Uh, whatever country they live in, great again. He's like trying to tamp down any sort of. He's a Christian. Wait, he well, looks like I'm... a dead pilgrim walking around. <laughs> like the makeup was like kind of like bluish, you know, tone. Well, his he's so <laughs> angular and gaunt. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, like Stephen McCaddy looks at him and goes, "Jesus Eat Christ, a cheeseburger, man!" <laughs> right. So he's he's out his foul burning witches. Was, I could. He's the stern uncle. I got on the stage. That's right. I could smell his foul stench when they turned on Tubi. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Wait, he's so, the stern uncle of these two smoking hot twins. Oh, yes. Who, so the so, the nieces come in from... On a fucking wagon. On a, a, yeah. a Dead carriage. Dead parents, though. Their parents have died. So these two nieces from Paris or... It was some city. Oh, like Florence. It was a more... Ex- yeah, Florence. It was yeah. Florence. It was, uh, or Vienna. Vienna. It was okay. some fancy. That's mm-hmm. right, because it was Italian. I remember that. So yeah. Maybe it was Rome. Okay. It was someplace fancy. But anyway, they <laughs> right. they are dressed uh, like wearing some oh. fancy fucking like bright colors. They show up I mean, there down. was like heavy folk eye contact. Like you could not stop looking at their like. 19th century boobies hanging out mm-hmm. and they, and they had the like whole cute time. little hats it was and great. they were all yeah. like done and they're just absolutely perfect these two girls Stunning. Um, so, they, so they they ride into you, town and the whole town just stops just screeches to a halt when they get off the carriage um, and the people on the carriage are not at all down with these like loud uh, uppity city women who are right. sharing the carriage with them? They're just like because partly because the husband is desperately trying to look at him and desperately trying to not be caught by his wife while looking at him, and the wife oh, yeah. knows he's looking, and nobody's happy about this stuff. But see, that's when you look at your wife and you say, "Can you believe that their parents let them go out dressed that way?" <laughs> is that slide. what you do? <laughs> yeah, you can you can feign it as like, "Oh, I can't disgusting. believe it. I can't stop staring at this embarrassment." That's right. Exactly. It's so disgusting. I have to stare at it. Look away. It's like a like a train wreck. A train wreck. Uh, So yeah, well, you know, see we can have a technique. So (laughs) they are met at the uh, station, I guess, by their aunt, who says, "We need to get you out these clothes because if your uncle sees you, we don't we don't so much wear colors, right." And more of us, a sack. I think a sack would be good for you. They're like, well, we didn't bring anything black. So fuck off. And she goes, well, we'll find you something. We'll wrap you up in some curtains. Got some tarps back at the house. So she almost gets them upstairs, too, before. Was it his name was? Oh, shit. uh, Like. It was a very. Even his name was like a stern. Gustav Vile. Uncle Well? Vile. It was Gustav uh, Vile. Gustav. Yeah, so Gustav Vile. But I think they just call him Vile. That's what they call him. Yeah, they do. Where is Vile? <laughs> um, so anyway, he's not having it. Well, he tells the girls he's to save their souls up. He's committed to doing it. That's right. That. You put on, you get a goddamn job before sundown. 
All right, we'll ship you off to military school. That's right. That You're goddamn Finkelstein shit, kid, son of a bitch. What do you want to do with your life? Just trying to save this. I want to rock. Anyway, we know we what we find out quickly is that one of the sisters is a bit libidinous. Are we talking about Frida? Frida, Frida, do what you want. Yeah, she's like hot for teacher. She's just hot for Evil. to get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect title for a she's movie. She's got the fever for, for the flavor of evil is what she's got. Wait, so, so the tagline of this movie is one uses her beauty for love, one uses her lore for blood. Oh, I like it. Yeah. It's very interesting. Which is the virgin? Which is the vampire? <laughs> All good. So we meet the the local count, Count Constein. Yeah who bears a striking resemblance, in my estimation, to like a slightly greasier Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I was thinking that the whole time. He Some shots, he looks so much like he Fallon. He looked like, like Jimmy Fallon would look like him if he put a wig on. Yeah. Yeah. And But he sounds and remarkably oil. like, he sounds like Matt Berry. Yes, he has a very dynamic voice. Yes. <laughs> How dare you come to my place of residence and threaten me? Away with you, Rag. I fear you not. Um, there is a attack at Karnstein Castle, right? No, that was mm-hmm. the second one where they did the attack and buried him. These movies run together for me. They a bit did for me, too. Wait, are so, you, what are well, you talking no, about? What happens? It, like the ending? No, no, I'm so, I'm getting the two. Oh, confused. sorry. That was oh, okay. What we have is what we have is in this film is that Karnstein is he just cannot figure out how to be evil enough on the on the mortal plane. He has exhausted. Yeah, the, he was too soft. He had exhausted the pleasures uh, that were available to him as a mortal, and he needed to get yes. something darker and. Exactly. He had Mike. You described it, and I think, and I haven't stopped thinking about it. Like the uh, dude in Hellraiser who is looking for pleasures beyond the flesh, and yeah, Uncle Frank from Hellraiser. So that was very much (laughs) what this dude was doing. He was looking to transcend humanity and go to a place where where more fucked up shit could be done. So he has this female vampire. I mean, but he's he's making the right move. He he turns uh, Frida into a vampire, right? Right, and which like, is dude, I good mean, move. I'd like who wouldn't want her in eternity? Like exactly, evil like eyes that sparkled. They were great. Yes. They were a thirst trap. She would oh, honey There was a you. lot of things that sparkled, uh-huh. but uh, oh yeah, totally. So he's got he's he has the 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 family castle, and he goes to this. He has a, a ritual room, which is I think. There's a statue like in like back behind the altar, and it's all backlit, like you said, Marty. It's like Pazuzu, mm-hmm. and there's like the light coming around it, and there's fog mm-hmm. and smoke. And it just looks amazingly cool. Well, yeah, and I told you, great. Mike, I got real high before I watched this movie. <laughs> that might be why I don't have many notes. But um, there's a scene in it where they kill somebody on a table on like that dia- that dais or whatever, and the blood mm-hmm. trickles down, and there's a body underneath it that's wrapped in like cloth, like a a gauzy cloth, and I was watching the uh, movie, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I don't even remember 
what that is. Where'd that come from? This body is under the thing. And I was so high. I was like, pretty sure I just had missed it. And I talked <laughs> to you about it and you were like, no, they didn't. They didn't show it. Anymore. No, that was just, that was the first moment they showed it was the blood was like dripping down through the, there was like a, actually kind of a, I took it to be that that was the purpose of that altar was that at some point she was to be resurrected because as the blood flowed into the little channels, right. mm-hmm. it was directed right down on right. top of her. So this was a, this was a, a, a sort of a. But they didn't establish uh, it or explain it or do anything. No, All of a sudden it was just not happening previously. and I was like, the fuck? how much of this movie did I like? phase out for. <laughs> that's when you know it's working dude it worked like i told you it's that new 25 milligram thing and it just man boom yeah lovely i was gone so, very nice very nice so we have now we what happens is he has he the count karnstein had, or karnstein has uh, i kept saying steen because we had just watched uh, young Frankenstein recently right. said Mandela effect too. Like you remember the, right. the Berenstein bears and stuff. So you were confused. Exactly. <laughs> so Karnstein has turned Frida, one of the two twins of evil we, into true evil. We should say though, like Karnstein is public enemy. Number one to vile because he is a hedonist and he's not a Christian and he's sort of toys in the dark sides of things. And so, and blatantly so right yeah. in his fucking face. Cause he's the count and he will absolutely get you killed if you mess with him. So just leave him alone. The rest of the town's afraid of him because of his counthood. Um, but, um, vile is like so strictly christian and stuff and like pure and proper that he's like well fuck that guy we're gonna get him we gotta stop him and as soon as he turns into a vampire then shit's just amplified so he's already right disliked and it's when he becomes a vampire starts like people start disappearing and dying and stuff shit gets real for a vile and that's what i was gonna say is that's how karnstein gets converted or gets turned into a vampire is the resurrection of a, 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 a relative like a a, a predecessor of uh, him. Mm-hmm. And he brings her back and she gives him the gift of eternal life and the lust for blood, mm-hmm. which he kind of already had. But then it's like all bets are off. He's just like, yeah, he's rampaging bring, at that point. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and then like, and Frida's out like slipping out of the house at night, going for like a Scooby snack <laughs> on the net, like <laughs> members of the brotherhood. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of neck biting. And uh, I just think it's beautifully shot. It is. It is. Dick Bush does good work. Yes. he's He actually was a highly regarded cinematographer, but that name, Dick Bush, is... It's amazing. It stands out. I laughed hard yeah. when that came up on screen. I mean, do you think also, like, everybody started hiring him just because they're like, man, I just want to, like, say be able to say that name every day? Well, he's, when he started, he was Richard Shrubbery. <laughs> and they said that just didn't have a ring... So he needed something a little catchier. <laughs> so it's like penis van lesbian. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> All right. Bad. I know. No, Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, an old, that's an old oldie but a goodie. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Well, I mean, ultimately, it comes down to a battle between Vile and uh, Karnstein. You know, right. who's going to win. But they do this great thing where the two girls, because they're twins Yo. of evil, <sighs> they... Pretend like they're each other. So one girl keeps saying she's the, the the good sister, keeps saying she's Frida and accepting the punishment that Frida is due because of her yes, Oh, yeah. She got fucking whipped. She got whipped because she loved and her was, sister and didn't want her sister to get whipped. 
And on the pyre. Well, so Vile realizes Frida's evil, but the good sister is pretending to be Frida, and he takes her and ties her to the fucking post and is going to burn her alive. And but only what a cool reveal. Anton or whoever knows that she's Yeah, the, the love interest for the good twin notices after, like, those boobies come out that, like, she has evil eye evil. and, yeah, throws a uh, crucifix at her and it burns mm-hmm. her hand. That was, was really cool. maybe my favorite scene in the whole movie. That because, was like, awesome. When it falls on her, she's just, like, laying there, like... Oh, it it's, almost like burns her boobies first. I was like, watch out. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Precious cargo, my dear. <laughs> Take care of those things. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> watch your assets. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, you and I talked about how arch and over the top um, Peter Cushing was. But, I mean, he also, there was nuance slightly to it and when he realizes he almost burned the wrong girl. I mean, he took all that stuff really serious and talked oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and was trying to do it, you know, do the right thing in his mind. And he knew that wasn't the right thing and he was remorseful. And Peter Cushing is an amazing actor. He's good. He's yeah, really he good. Is. He's really good. And he's just such a unique looking person. Yes. Yeah, like he, I, he looks like a special effect in some scenes yes. where he's so... <laughs> Sculpted and chiseled, but not in a like. When you think chiseled, you think Dolph Lundgren. This right. guy's like chiseled, like he's what's inside of Dolph Lundgren. Man, I feel like he some could have walked down like high fashion runway, you know, in like the like nineties <laughs> or something, you know. It's heroin chic. If yeah, it, if he was in his twenties, like in the nineties, was like. Peter Cushing and Kate Moss was seen leaving Studio 54. Oh, absolutely. He originated heroin chic. So there, I mean, at the end of the movie, we do get a little bit of a um, shit gets settled. Oh, it is so satisfying with a face melt. If you ever want to see the Count, a.k.a. Jimmy Kimball, get his face melted off. Count Kimball. There's a great scene for you. Yeah, and there's actually like a, a, like a couple of little bursts of pretty extreme violence. Oh yeah, during the raid of the castle. Yeah, talk oh, about it because the, I didn't write anything down. Wait, so the, yeah, the, the go ahead. I'm sorry, but first, like the reveal of the love interest finding out that it's not the um, other sister was so cool with the mirror. Yes. You know, oh, that's right. Like oh yeah, that's right. And and then it was like, uh oh, you know, like I'm smooching a vamp right now. I got vamp boobs on me. Because that that change happens really fast. Like they it bite does. them, oh, yeah. and like they just disappear, like fucking Marty McFly from the photograph. Yeah, and then he <laughs> runs off and jumps onto his horse, which was pretty cool. Like yes. move yes. to be able to do. And then goes oh, he's after. A, he's a athletic individual. That was Anton, right? Yeah. Yes. And then so that after- was John Morbeck. So after he saves like the Maria, then when do they would they all like trail off to go to the castle? Well, the, she Helga Helga Frida Frida, Frida, Frida sorry Frida gets out of like she goes from the uncle's house. She goes back to the castle to be with Karnstein. Okay. Yeah, and um, she's in the castle, and then Peter Peter Sellers, Jesus. <laughs> Peter Cushing and the Brotherhood decide they got to get in there, and they 
uh, Anton saves Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So they're going to go and get rid of Karnstein. Like saves her off the pyre where she's about to be burned. Saves her from the yeah. pyre. Yeah, saves her from being burned. And mm-hmm. when they raid the castle, uh, Karnstein has a dude that's his familiar that's this big black dude. And he's oh, yeah. His name was kicking was the shit. Joe Joe Joachim or Joe. It looked like Joaquim, but it was he kept calling yeah. him Joachim or something. Yeah. So he's uh, defending the castle. Dude, and he's a badass. Like such a yeah. He's that's a exactly badass. what I was about to say. He was dude, so he's cool. A big giant he dude. Huge and terrifying. And he, yeah, and he just like stayed so cool and calm and collective, mm-hmm. like during every fight. Like he was just the man. Oh, he knew he could handle some shit, so he just did. Yeah. And there were other defenders of the castle, I believe, if I'm recalling that correctly. Because one guy gets, or no, that dude gets the big machete blade uh-huh. and whacks one of the brother head like right in the face <laughs> with this big machete. Yeah. It was yeah. great. And in the meantime, Peter Cushing is inside the castle and Frida comes like making a run for him. And he just whips out a sword and just That's right. dispatches her by walking her, her head, head off. Just comes right off. And it's, <laughs> and it, it, was, was, it was it was a, awesome. It was a great special effect that they did there. It there looked, was some actually really solid special effects. Yeah, this one there was like really good special effects. Yeah, I was I was really impressed. And uh, and again, it's just ultimately it's very satisfying. But these these are such. Uh, I don't. I don't know how to. What I'm trying to say. I don't want to. I don't want to say basic type stories, but mm-hmm. it's such old fashioned storytelling. Yeah. Where like, but it also does get you on the edge of your seat because like when Maria was on the pyre, I was very. I didn't want her to die. Nervous. She was a good. I didn't good either. No. Yeah. Good kid. So, but it, you you always have good triumphs over evil. Uh-huh. Because that's, well, I guess that's what the audience wasn't is. full on seventies yet, so you know, <laughs> right, right. When that stopped, they, they end it with uh, Christopher Lee just sitting there saying the horror. <laughs> the horror. They didn't ride off on their horse, so. and two rednecks came by and killed them both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and I think it should be restated. There is a lot of nudity in this movie, and there's a lot of very sheer clothing in this movie. Yeah. So there's there's some very purient. Um, bosom centric. Yeah, I'm, you haven't said anything yet that seemed to like would discourage me from I watching mean, yeah. it again. To to just make it very plain to the to the listener, if you'd like to see a lot of very pretty women, you know, this will quench your thirst. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. scantily clad or less. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. well. I mean, it's really just I guess those two twins, right? That are there's to some there's some city girl there's like the girl that lives out in the cabin oh that's that right Karnstein. the Karnstein's mm-hmm. there's yeah. there's other stuff and like it's struck me too that like the brotherhood for all of their piety they did manage every time they were going to burn some little cute villager at the stake yeah. they always managed to like rip their top well, off oh yeah they, that's just to confirm yeah. that they're impure um, so so I, I'm guessing we, we should we, we should also say that this movie and our second movie are both freely available on Tubi with um, yes with commercials, but um, uncut otherwise and look great, yeah, really good copies. Yeah, they are quality. Yeah, and and definitely recommend um, Twins of Evil. I enjoyed this one. Yeah, I did too. But I think I right, I think so I enjoyed the second movie more. Honestly, same. Really? It, yeah, second yeah. one okay. was my personal favorite. Yeah, I think I enjoyed it more. So a little more going right. on. 
Yeah, well, definitely that. But our, our second movie is from 1972, and it is Vampire Circus. Well, Ted, even the priests. The Lord can't save his own. God knows what's going to happen. God knows how many people are ill with this thing. You still say there isn't a curse on us? It's a disease. Something that can be stopped. It's more than that. And we know it. And so do all the people in the villages around. Why else do you think they'd put up roadblocks? Kept us all penned in here like lepers. They're frightened of catching the illness. That's reason enough. If it's just an illness, why can't you cure it? Because I don't have the correct medicine. You don't even know what's causing it. Well, do you? Admit it. No, I don't. I don't have to. I can get past the roadblocks. I can bring back knowledge and medicines from the capital to stamp out the disease. Whatever it is. How do we know you'll come back? Would you prefer to go in my place? Well, I, I... I wouldn't know what medicines to obtain, would I? I thought not. A sign here, please, is your authority. Dr. Kirsch, no medicines will help us. Fifteen years ago, we thought we'd killed a demon. But he's been waiting in his castle to kill us. Your children will die. Now stop it. Stop it. Your two boys and, and your Dora and, and my Rosa, they're all well. For how long? The town of Stettel will die. Mitterhaus curse. You weren't there. You didn't have to risk your life to drive a stake into his heart. I did. Fifteen years ago, we killed a man. There are no vampires. The doctor told us that and I believe it. I killed a man who seduced and killed the daughters of this village. And who helped him, eh? Forgive me, Albert. I... Mr. House has left his curse. Nothing supernatural. You allowed that wreck of a castle to grow and fester into a breeding ground for who knows what diseases. Vermin, filth, those bats. Vampire bats! Bats! Damn you! Must you go on believing old wives' tales? The vampires exist only in legends. The imaginings of sick and diseased minds. Nowhere else. Legends. Nowhere else. All right, you know, before we dig in here on uh, on this, who played the uh, the the real uh, glam rock? count in this like I could not I couldn't I don't know if I ever saw exactly who played him I know the members of oh. the circus crew because Emil was the the main that guy right there all right Robert Tayman count count meter house is it meter house okay yeah Robert Tayman because he's the one in the castle yes and, they, and then they they go and get him and then but his body is left there and they resurrect him at the end okay Okay. I never got his name. 
Count Meterhouse, Robert Taman, because he's sort of a significant character, but he's not in it an extraordinary amount. He's in it at the beginning, then he's he's taken down, and then the whole thing is everybody, his family, and their Circus of the Night, who are coming to town to bring him back. Man, I'm going to be honest. I There's something about him that, like, I thought it was really hunky. I thought there were some studly dudes in this. The guy, um, Emil, the leopard guy. Yeah. That oh, dude, yeah. That dude was some, like, fucking Sebastian Stan level, like, dangerous hotness, I thought. Um, he just looked like he needed wait. a shower. What, but he was all like smoky and like uh, he was so just like nonplussed by everything. He was oh, just yeah. like, yeah, whatever, I'm just going to murder you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah, he, he was a badass. He was. Yeah, and I liked everyone from the circus. Like there was like a great cast of characters. There was that, that like, o- sexy older vixen. Oh, yeah, there was, like, the little person with, like, the face painted, like, a demented clown demon. Mm-hmm. There were the two twins. Mm-hmm. The oh, flying yeah. twins. And, and that female twin was so beautiful. So She, she was, was gorgeous. She was a Doctor Who companion. Was she really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, she looks familiar, but... She played a character named Roma- Romana or something like that. And, um, yeah, she was so pretty. She, um, that actress, her name's Lala Ward... She was mm-hmm. actually married to Richard Dawkins, and they were both like <laughs> really? staunch um, um, atheists. Um, huh. And she and Richard Dawkins were introduced to each other by their mutual friend, um, Douglas, Douglas Adams. Oh. Wow, that's some cool trivia. That's how they. Yeah, that's that how is. they met. Was through the Hitchhiker's cool. Guide guy. Um, so, and oh, let's talk angel. about. Let's talk about young boyfriend Anton for a second because as much as Count Karnstein looked like Jimmy Fallon and young um, young Anton I thought looked like a very young Brad Pitt I think exactly wait are you talking about one of the twins no No, the doctor's son oh yeah 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 Okay, I totally see that. Yeah, the boyfriend of the girl. He was so yeah. fucking young, Brad Pitt. So I totally see that. He was he's, like a lot of good-looking dudes in this movie. He's good too. Yeah. He's good in the movie. And there was also a Sith Lord in this movie. Oh yes, there was. Oh, the muscle bro. The only like, I saw that in the credits. <laughs> like it was like Darth Vader. Yeah, I had the uh, the. It occurred to me. <laughs> it occurred to me that. <laughs> During the late sixties and seventies, was David Prowse the only man in London or in England that had muscles? Because well, when also, Kubrick needed a muscle guy, he doesn't speak in no. anything. He didn't speak in Star Wars. He didn't speak in you know Clockwork Orange. He doesn't speak in this. Well, you've seen the the like the on set footage of Darth Vader where it where was he spoke yeah because yeah, and then the language was it sounded like Eddie Deason. Yes. <laughs> No, really, yeah, but but also like I was wondering because you know like Lou Ferrigno doesn't speak because he's got like he's deaf so right. he's got like a, a weird sounding speech pattern. I um, just think that he's not very I, dynamic, uh, Prowse. Well, he's dynamic looking. Yeah, a hundred percent. But like I think but, that the expectation of coming out of that body is he should sound like Lord Karnstein or Karnstein, but like he sounds or, like or James Earl Jones. Yes. 
<laughs> anyway, it oh, was uh, cool. And so I thought it was wild that one movie had Grand Moff Tarkin in it and the other had Darth Vader. I didn't even know, think about that, the Star man. Wars connection. I mean, I, I thought, thought about him cool. being Vader, but I didn't think about that that connection. I heard a great story, real quick aside, about James Earl Jones on the set of The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. The kids all wanted to go talk to him, but were afraid. Okay. Because he was James Earl Jones, and also sure. he's yeah. Darth Vader. He's Darth them. Vader. So they finally uh, got the nerve to go up to him, and they said, uh, Mr. Jones, are you you're Darth Vader, right? And he looked at him and said, <laughs> no, I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> and then he straightened the snake awesome. out and shot him with it. In the neck. <laughs> right in the neck. Um, this movie's rated PG. Really? There, there's it, a... Some There's boobies, a lot of some, nudity. Like, almost yes, badge. there is, and not just nudity. There is a lot of like when Emil takes the little village girl away the first night. He's oh, straight up tapping, fucking full. Oh of yeah, sex. yeah, yeah. It they is bang full of fucking hardcore violence. The end of this movie is crazy <laughs> violence. <It's nuts. laughs> yeah, definitely. There is a weird is. hand puppet. Animal attack in the woods at one point. Yes. Yeah. The I aftermath of that was that, nasty. Yes. Yeah. If I saw that as a child, it would terrify me because I'd be like, any of my like stuffed animals could come to life and murder me at that's any exactly point. Exactly what it was. It, it, it was very good, and you could see it too well. Yeah. Um, but and I still it, found oh, totally. it greatly entertaining. Me too. It was awesomely bad, and I loved every second of it. Me too. And then later, you saw all of the aftermath, the dead people, like, and they were just like, they accidentally kept them in the sun too long, and they melted. Like, you know, like, yes. but they like. Just still had to like go with it and use it. Well, they had, and plus they, and I think in the context of the story, they'd been dead for maybe a day and they were lousy with maggots. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which we got to see. Yeah. And I was like, I think Lucio Fulci might yes, have Yes, he, he stopped by and said, that's not enough of maggots. So I, I would like, I'm just looking at my notes and I'm going through them and stuff. But like, you know, there, we just, we opened with talking about how many good looking dudes there are. But there was that one old dude that looked exactly like Captain Kangaroo. Did you See, I dude? kept thinking he looked like Benny Hill. You, what, like Benny Hill as the toy maker. In, yes. Um, Chitty 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 Bang Bang. Yeah, but um, that mustache. He was the burgermeister. Well, and that super straight sort of golem haircut. I was just like. <laughs> now, Dora. The Anton's paramour. Who I could not stop thinking, I'm the map, I'm the map. Yes. When he was running around going, Dora, Dora. I was thinking, help me explore. -er." But she (laughs) was a gorgeous girl. As as another aside, have either of you seen the Dora the Explorer live action movie? No, I'm aware of it, but I am not. Do make a note and watch it like as soon as you can. Really? Really? It's so fucking good. You know how they did the sort of... um, I was not expecting you to say that. Well, did did you ever see the um, Brady Bunch movie? Yes. Love it. Yeah. Okay. You know how they take this thing that's very sort of middle of the road, very tame, this little simple story, and then they kind of turn it on its edge, and there's there's like, you know, Greg and Marsha are kind of going to fuck, and, you know, the principal at school's RuPaul, and then... The neighbors are real assholes, so they kind of take it and add in all this shit and make it like really bizarre. Yeah, the Dora the Explorer movie is like that. At a certain point, they're exploring, and Dora eats a bunch of fucking magic mushrooms and trips the fuck out. Really, There's really, like Wait, violence. Is this for children? I, I would say no, 
but I watched huh. it with a child, and everybody loved it. I laughed my ass off at this movie. It wow. is cool. good. Did you watch it with your so, sister's kid? With my sister and her husband and her kid, and I think Parker was there. How did your sister and her husband react? We were all laughing our butts off at it. It was really good. It is. It is actually sort of um, (laughs) Jumanji-ish in this look, like adventure in the jungle thing. It's got some Tomb Raider with like going into these ancient crypts and like solving riddles and opening doorways and trying to get this ultimate treasure. Wait, how old is Dora? She's, I mean, she's an actress you would recognize, and so she's probably 13, 14, 15, supposedly, (laughs) in the movie. So she's a kid. Um, I love this. Dudes, watch it. It is really fucking good. Like, shockingly good. Okay. So anyway, that's that's an aside. Noted. Um, So in this movie, there is a um, Count... Mitterhouse, Mitterhouse. Who, who is a vampire and he is stopped at the beginning of the movie and we see his body like with a stake in his heart and um, he has relatives in the old country so it's a, I think it's not polite to say gypsy anymore but I guess a, no, not. It's not this is a it's pikey a, a group of of let's say traveling entertainers yeah. <laughs> and fortune tellers and animal tamers um, they lion tamer. Say lion tamer on them. Lights up um, in big neon letters. And it's like they, the circus came to town. They come to town in order to resurrect their fallen uh, family member. So they're there. It's almost like a Trojan horse of them like oh, coming nice. into the village. Yeah. And, and, with. The, and the village knows full on that bad shit is happening, but they keep going back every night to see the circus. It's like a Trump yeah, rally. Yeah, <laughs> uh, except they don't they don't know it's bad at the Trump rally. Uh, but these guys know. They know people are disappearing. They know that pe- there's shenanigans and they still keep going back. Yeah, that mom is letting her daughter go bang. Okay. That panther dude. You can the go old, hang out the, with Emil. The old wives are letting their horny husbands watch that naked tiger lady dance around. Oh, yeah. And that Fun. was just really hot. That was so fucking hot. That was body painted, stupidly hot. I kept. Yeah. I thought about Kirk and the the green lady, oh, yeah, the green girl. Yeah, wasn't that Batgirl? Yes, Fun. it was. Yeah, yeah. I liked that that Jesus. dude, like that girl's uh, makeup was melting off, and it was yeah. like, melting on that dude. He oh, was yeah. all smeared up with green. <laughs> it was great. That was that was like Australian rules dancing. That was full contact, full contact. <laughs> that was hot, y'all. It that was really was hot. hot. It so was like ha- some Grace Jones level like shit. Yeah, but they way better a, than Vamp. They have a dwarf guy who's sort of the MC of the circus, who's introducing the acts and stuff, and he is he is a evil dwarf. Yes, he is. Damn, he is so fucking creepy. Creepy every time. As shit. And at dangerous. one point, he pulled his face off, yes. and then he had like the same stupid ass like paint, face paint underneath yes. the mask. Well, the and was, I was why the was face awesome. that he pulled off was frowny, and the face that yeah, was underneath yeah. was smiley. I thought it was really cool. It was awesome. Well, when he starts doing it, you're like, what is he doing? (laughs) Yeah. And I I thought that was a really cool moment. They were super adventurous with special effects in this, like for the time. They were really reaching. Some of it was effective, some of it wasn't. Some was more effective than others. Like the vampire bats flying, where it was like clearly composited and it was just like you'd only see part of the bat. I kind of thought that looked pretty good. 
I didn't oh, mind it. That was like was, trippy and psychedelic. Yeah. I liked it. Then when they shoot, I mean, I don't. We're not concerned with spoilers here. There's are no, we going to talk about Dave Prowse getting shot? Yes. Yes, Jesus we are. Christ, that yeah. fucking shocked me. I rewound back yeah, like that, blue out. I rewound it twice totally. and watched. And like, <laughs> you you could kind of see that he was wearing sort of a skin shirt. Uh-huh. But for it the, happened so fast. It was perfectly cut in. And, and yeah, you were I not went, expecting. No, you so don't expect to see that. There was a lot of moments that I rewound in this movie. Me too. Because I was like, hell yeah. Like, this is cool. I did too. Um, the, uh, I think the Captain Kangaroo dude gets caught on fire and they show his like burned body. Yeah, he got really all toasted up. Because uh-huh. it was really fucked up looking. Yeah, he looked nasty. The One of my favorite sure. decapitations. What about when the, they're waving the torch at the vampire and he just grabs the burning end of the torch? What did? How did oh, they do that? How that did they cool. do that? Yes, I don't know how they did that. That it, was he, shocking. He grabbed yeah. a burning torch with his hand. Yeah, yeah. I, I was audible during that scene. Like, what? Yes. <laughs> what I think he was actually a vampire. <laughs> it was wild. That 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 That's to me, awesome. those sort of very like just physical, like practical effect things that were ha- that somebody figured out a way to do. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know how you do that. That was magic. That is magic, and that's what's so awesome about this stuff. And I'm not going to just sit here and shit on CG because it's amazing and can do incredible stuff. But it is so much more satisfying to watch something like this and find out. And it, that that is my thought always is like somebody, the director said, we need him to do this. Go figure mm-hmm. it out. And, and somebody goes, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. And the, Yeah, or there's, like, some guys back in the makeup lab, like, sitting there back then, probably smoking, smoking cigarettes, going, you think we could put, like, uh, rubber cement on it and da-da-da-da? Which is, that's my theory. Rubber cement burns bright, but it burns very controlled. Uh, so they okay. could have coated one half of that with rubber cement and had, like, a little handle that you couldn't see. Okay. So when he reached out cool. and grabbed it, but it, it still looked though like his hand was in the fire. It, it looked perfect. Mm-hmm. It looked perfect, and I was did the same thing. I went, and again I rewound it twice, and mm-hmm. that one I just couldn't totally figure out. Yeah, but it's impressive, and it turns out that a crossbow is not just a weapon; it's also a cross, right? And a bow, oh. and it does a really wonderful thing at the end of the movie. Yes, it does. That was really cool. I thought that, that was great. It was and great. I, and there was like another scene where the chick was in the church and she threw the <gasps> cross yes! and it created a stake that went through yes. chick twin vampire. And then the twin dude who didn't even get hit with the cross had a giant gaping chest wound because mm-hmm. they, that were, was they were awesome. I was doing nothing but rooting at this thing like after that was just like same so to me this movie i said this this i said this to you mike the movie felt long to me when i was watching it because there was like an opening and it sort of sets the stage and then there's a lot of just milling around and going back to the circus and yeah you know you do get the one panther attack hand puppet attack in the forest and then there's a lot of talking and a lot of people just going back to the circus and you see those twins flipping and flopping and all that shit and you know animals are roaring and the dude's turning into a panther and back and forth and all that. And I'm, but I'm they're like, luring okay, children. They were into and but killing it, them. But it was like night after night of that circus and like yep. kind of rinse repeat with some of that shit. And so, like to yeah, me, totally. I would have liked them to get all the kids one night and just get straight to that incredible ending. Stretch so the events of the ending out. Just maybe let's spend more time on one night with the circus and they get all the kids that night. 
and then we get the fun, the finale, you know, the, that night or something. Maybe it's just one yeah. night with the thing coming to town. Maybe they're setting up and the town's uncomfortable and then the events transpire once they've figured out how they're going to do it. They bring the brother back or their relative back to life and then there's the decapitation and all that shit. But anyway... For sure. That it is, could have been that tighter. is a, this yeah. much of a complaint on a movie that I fully enjoyed. And I, I, we haven't really even mentioned that the the sort of like the, what, what was his name? The Count? Mitterhouse. Mitterhouse. Count Mitterhouse is the, the person that's at the beginning of the movie is staked and put away for the, you know. And his, and his house like destroyed with bombs and burned right. and stuff. So, oh, so yeah, they, that was cool. He tells them as they have staked him and put him on this altar that... Or in this coffin that he will return and their children will pay for the crimes of the father. So there's a real right. sort of, you know, Devonsville terror kind of. Uh, yeah. And like that visited on the sin, you know, the sins of the fathers will be visited yeah. upon the children. And so when the circus comes into town, Emil, the Panther man. Reminds me of uh, Ernest scared stupid really more than anything. <laughs> Ernest, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Emil, the Panther man is brother of uh Mitter. House, Mitterhouse, Mitterhouse. So there's a house. <laughs> it's a great sort of gothic pretext. My theory is this, particularly about Vampire Circus, and maybe to some degree, Twins of Evil, mm-hmm. because of the scandalous behavior of the two twin sisters, is that these movies had begun to be about, um, con- like traditional society like mid- mm-hmm. middle class society being okay. terrified of the counterculture because okay. like the everybody oh, yeah. in the circus in this movie <sighs> with the exception maybe of the dwarf looks like a hippie mm-hmm. that is true they do have long hair but probably anybody they could hire to act would have come in with long hair then but that does make but sense i do think that that's a i think there's some subtext there and i think that and again with twins of evil it's that sort of the sexual liberation of young women was frightening to this middle class audience. So it terrifies me to this day. So well, but yeah, that was also though part of the um, culture of like circuses and gypsies. Like, right. Definitely why you're like you're not supposed to say gypsy anymore is because like people were super like racist towards them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I mean, we so. see that in pretty f- plain fashion here, exhibited in this movie, because they're like, "Oh, filthy gypsies!" Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm not even sure, honestly, and I hate to say it, I'm not even 100 percent sure what the true derivation of that is. Is it like people from a specific region of the world? I mean, you no. think about Eastern nomadic. European, right? Nomadic people. Yeah, it was- yeah, these are people without a home, and that's part of what makes them, I think, uncomfortable. They're always outsiders because they don't have a place that's theirs. They have a different societal structure. Well, it's and it's very circusy. I think is sort of the my I, my feeling about it is that it is very sort of you know loose and sort of the reason that they live that way is because they don't cotton to the ways that the world says they're supposed to live. Don't much cotton to that. Exactly. It's like the uh, Brad Pitt and Snatch. Yeah, the, the Pikes. They're not. They're they. They were the travelers, right? Well, they calls them. He says they're not Irish. They're not English. They're well. They're just Pikey, and they call them gypsies and Snatch. Sure. So it's again people who are sort of on the, the somewhere in between established 
norms. But I think, but I think the term they have is tra- travelers because they do the same thing. They are in caravans. They live in the caravans. Around. They don't. They don't. They don't. What the fuck go in a caravan with no wheels around. for? Right. Just like a quick search, it just says they come from um, Egyptian. Romania. Really? Okay, some Egyptians. says Romania, but they call them because they're like dark complexion. Oh, okay. So it is a yeah. it is a sort of a yeah. racial slur. Yeah. Well, I think the maybe the century. original thing, but in later Northern in the, India. Yeah. But yeah. But I think you talk about people now. They just call gypsy, them Democrats. You call people living like a gypsy lifestyle, just meaning people that don't really um, aren't tied to their belongings or right. to a place. They you know travel around freely. Said, yeah, we're living in. A, yeah, yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But we're living in a time now where that seems to be something that is being. <clears throat> I think sometimes, uh, uh, not, I don't want to say unwillingly, but like adopted by certain people, just by circumstance. But I also think there are people that choose that they don't sure. want. They don't want the hassle of hashtag van life, man. Well, yeah, yeah. Same. Or like For the real. little houses, which is like technically like a great uh, rebranding of trailers. Might be yes. time to do another van you know? focus show, y'all. Ooh, oh, I just saw yeah. some awesome vans on Facebook Marketplace. I always look at the cars that are for oh, sale. That's awesome. And they had like some like 50s, 60s era vans. Really? Yeah, I would, I would probably go a little newer if I was Well, looking. yeah. I've been, I'd love to look at those old, old stuff. Yeah. In my travels, like up to Pennsylvania last week, I saw a whole bunch of really cool 80s and like 70s vans yeah, just like randomly on the highway. I would want like a Chevy van, just a yeah. you and Sammy Johns, me and Sammy John. Cool. Now that Julie has told us that it is, because I had not bothered to Google it, I hate to say, I did not realize that it was originally a term that was applied to people based on ethnicity. So if I don't want to think we've offended anybody by using the term gypsy ignorantly, yeah. but I, unfortunately I did call the the guy from the circus a dwarf earlier, so I don't know if that's cool either. No, dwarf is the term. Okay, good. Yeah. What if it's a dwarf that does not have a fixed home, like a fixed location? Then you're, you're, you know, it's up to uh, the, the powers that be at that point. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> so, yeah, Mike, um, these were good choices. I enjoyed yeah, both of these movies picks. very much. Yeah, um, thank you. I, I will definitely seek out Vampire Circus to, like, own, for sure. Yeah, and I was actually thinking, because I when I picked these, I just basically wanted later era hammer films both about vampires and i had heard about both of these mm-hmm. and i thought well, let's just pair those up and then you informed me that there were that the uh, twins of evil was actually sort of the third in a trilogy of karnstein yeah apparently a oh, film yeah. karnstein trilogy so it uh, makes me think maybe i need to go back and watch some of the previous karnstein movies i don't know so once you check with Jimmy Fallon, see which one is his favorite, and you can start. Dangerous, <laughs> please. Where is Matt Betty? That was these movies would be. It would be so awesome to make a sort of parody, almost film, but mm-hmm. and get like Matt Berry and like all those guys, like Taika Waititi, and do a like a okay, hammer. Matthew, get Matthew Holness. Go ahead and get oh, Garth Marenghi in there too. Jesus and Iwade. <laughs> yeah, just get that whole gang to do, or just fuck it, just go watch Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. We just did it. about two months ago, late, mm-hmm. like on a Saturday night. We just couldn't. <laughs> we were just fucking around, and like we, we, I pulled it up on YouTube, and it's all there. Oh yeah, 
So, and it takes, how many, how many is there, six episodes? It's also maybe on, it's on one of the streamers because I've watched it on there. But isn't there about like maybe six episodes of it and they're all about yeah, 20 minutes many. long? It's yeah. like a two hour investment, but it is. I watched of, it on Adult Swim originally. It's some of the weirdest shit. Blood, blood, coppery colored <laughs> blood. It was good. All right, I love so, all, like the weird blood drips in this movie. You put they were it, disappearing on his body. Yeah, that was yes. awesome. They were digging that effect too because they showed it a lot, a lot. Yeah, they just replayed it. There were so, some great transitions in this. One thing I did want to ask: Did you notice? <laughs> I'm sorry, I know we've sort of moved on, but when Emil goes upstairs to get the students. You see his boots as he's running up the stairs, uh-huh. and then it just sort of transitions into the panther's legs. Oh, yeah. As the, ca- that was as, awesome. as the camera's moving, it was an incredible mm-hmm. little visual thing. I did not notice that. It was that. great. There was yeah. all those mirror effects where they were going in and out, and then there was the uh, where he transitions into the actual panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, was um, cool. duly impressed. This was, that was a solid, solid flick. So I know it's been a while since we last recorded, um, and Julie, you've had a little bit of a road trip adventure where you got to see some interesting movies. Do you want to start off since you've got like some cool shit to talk about? Sure, sure. Um, I went up to VHS Fest up in um, Pennsylvania at the Mahoning Drive-In and um, saw a great lineup of movies. <laughs> uh, Doom, Doom Asylum from 1987. Uh, Winter Beast from 1992 and Killer Nerd from 1991. Yeah, that one sounded and really interesting. It was so... I had never heard of Killer Nerd and I loved it. It and was now, so bizarre. Now you know there's and a then, sequel you gotta check yeah, out. Yeah, you said there was a sequel, which the is awesome. What did you say? Killer Nerd. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, but that was great. Uh, Patty Mullen was there, the star of The Next Day, Frankenhooker, they played, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, is it Super Dawn Crack? Sleep. No, what he makes. Super Crack, yeah. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. That was great to see with a crowd as well. It was just I'm like sure. people were cheering on. It was, it was a whole lot of fun. And so the what was footage guys are there. The, the, to, the next one you said they, they die by dawn or... Oh, uh, at dawn they sleep. At dawn they sleep, um, and that was in two thousand. But it was shot on video, mm-hmm. and um, then it amazing. ended with the brain from nineteen eighty eight, which I personally love. I don't Did we that, do I don't that? Think. Did we do that? It's Did like that we? big I know giant the, ball that I for sure know. Around. Yeah, I think I've seen it. I don't know if we did it on the podcast or not, but it's from that sort of same little run of movies like uh, Mind Warp. Yeah, Somehow in my mind, tricky. those are all sort of together. <laughs> yeah. But VHS Festival is always so much fun. And there's a lot of people there and media to purchase. And uh, the found footage guys do like interludes and kind of MC. And yeah, it's just always comical. Do um, you see consistently no, Mike, we never the did same? This movie. Okay. Yeah. Do you consistently see the same people there every year? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of the same people, and then there's a lot of new faces. I mean, I was telling Marty that I'm always like, uh, get into the situation like late, very late, as late as I can possibly, because that I don't like the heat and like yeah. the field and um, the sun. And, <laughs> and and there's plenty of was, that right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so hot right now. 
And and I got there at like eight, and I guess the movies start at like nine, nine fifteen, and it was just so crowded. I was like, oh shit, I'm not gonna find a, a you know a spot, which is pretty wild. So I mean, good for them. They're, yeah. They get busier and busier every year, and there's always like great crowds and great audience participation. It's hilarious comments very cool. and it's just good people. Very cool. So birds so, of a feather. Beyond your uh, drive-in experiences, what else have you seen like at home? Okay, or at the so Alamo home, yeah, home. Um, all right, talking Wednesday horror movie nights. Mm-hmm. Um, Piranha Double D, nice from yeah, 2012. Yeah. Holy shit! I'd never seen that before. It's on yeah. HBO right now. It's really good. Um, man, it is so good. Have you seen There's the first like, one of those where it was just put Piranha 3D? Yes. Because that yes, one was great also. I think the yeah. first one was a little better. The second one was, was good. I do, yeah. Okay. No, I, first, I fucking loved it. You get to see I how mean, Ving Rhames loses his leg. Oh, okay. <laughs> Richard yeah, and then it becomes like a shotgun at the yeah. end, and he like saves yeah. the day. Yeah, Dude, very good. There's movie. like a piranha that like munches on a butthole in this movie, which is yeah. just insane. And, and the oh, first wow. one, Jerry O'Connell's dick floats past the camera after he gets. That's it. right. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Paul. I remember uh, that was Paul like, Shears in it. Paul Shears driving the boat. He's in Jerry the second O'Connell. one. Paul yeah. Shears. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. For sure, and it's yeah. an NC filmed. Um, it was just at the uh, I guess Wilmington or somewhere oh, really? like that area. Because nice. the other one was like Lake Havasu or something. I think. Okay. In Arizona. Um, yeah. Love that movie. That movie. Was hysterical. So Aja, right? If you um, yeah, like, like something Aja. super silly, ridiculous. Um, I loved that. Um, also, The Wretched from 2019. Hmm, don't um, know that. There's like, it's kind of like turned into The Descent. Um, there was okay. like some chick gets like demonized and okay. she just gets like sluttier and hotter. Like, <laughs> It's on HBO, if I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Um, but um, she just gets, like, sluttier. She gets, like, demonized. And then she, like, essentially, like, brings somebody into a cave. And this person has to, like, go search for that person. And it's, like, you know, scary to get to. Um, it's, huh. like, uh, she's going oh, to, like, space. Yeah, I've seen the poster for this. Yeah, it's it's cool. Is she a witch? Well, um, she did do the nose. Yeah. <laughs> It says beneath the skin of and posing as the woman next door. Or maybe I'm looking at the wrong movie. No, that's the right movie. Okay. Because there's two. What year was it, Julie? From 2019. Okay. It's on Netflix, it says. Oh, sorry. And, and Hugh Lou. Hugh Lou. Cool, cool. Cool. Yeah, um, interesting. Okay, guys. So I have a question for you. Okay. Um, when you were. When we were kind of like all waiting on those like Titanic tourists, like if they were yes. going to like run out of air or be like valiantly saved, mm-hmm. did anyone watch like a whole bunch of like underwater horror? Because I did. Oh, interesting. Actually, you know what? It's weird. I did. I, I did not a horror, but I did watch an underwater movie. Okay. Um, yeah, I watched Deep Rising again because cool. I wanted to see Treat Williams. Also, oh. R.I.P. Treat Williams. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was a bummer. That was him. a fucking good fun movie oh that movie fucking rules and i'm a like, big fan of that movie yeah treat williams jumps out of a cruise ship while a hot chick cocks his gun 
And that is just like everything. That's so. just so bad. I like that movie. I mean, it's wonky CGI because when we did it, we talked about that at length. But I didn't mind. I thought that melting dude hate. is still next level, though. That was amazing. Yep, yep. So I um, oh, I wrote it down. Episode one seventy four. We paired that with Underwater from twenty twenty. Yep. Man, that's Underwater, a good movie too. Also awesome. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, boy, that would have been a. Uh, like a heavy one to watch under that circumstance. Yes. Yeah, I did. I thought I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to go there. But mm. I also did Leviathan um, so I could s- watch uh, Robocop scream, say, ah, motherfucker. And then leap straight Robocop. up out of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, yes. it was awesome. So, episode 115, we paired that with Deep Star 6. Mm-hmm. Sean Cunningham. Which had uh, uh, Greg oh, yeah. Evigan in it, right? Greg Evigan and. Oh shit! Which one had um, Ernie Hudson Krueger? Wasn't he in one of Robert them where England. he was like a, a dr- he was drunk, drinking them poison beers, and he turned evil? Wasn't that him? Oh, because they they find that sunken Russian sub, and then that's Daniel yes. Stern. That's Daniel, Daniel Stern. Stern in Daniel Leviathan. Stern. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I was getting my uh, he was weird like the six pack nerds confused. Six his pack. name was Six Pack. Yeah. That's right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, they just oh, call so me also, keg. <laughs> Pony keg. Um, deep blue sea. Uh, Samuel Jackson get to eat. Everything is going to be fine. <laughs> stay calm. <laughs> that is a really good so movie. So shocking. It really is a solid is movie. A I good love The most tense LL part cool of that J. movie is LL Cool J on top of the appliances in the kitchen. Oh, yep. While Don't the sharks are swimming. Getting in the parrot, stove. Like a little bird. Yeah, he's trying to save him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, that movie is awesome. I've cook. seen that movie a lot mm-hmm. in my life. I I really do enjoy. it. I haven't it. seen it in forever, but yeah, it's good. That's one of those if if it's on a cable channel when we have cable because now we don't really. But I would always stop and watch ten minutes of it if mm-hmm. it was on just to see if <laughs> I could see somebody like who was it that gets their arm bitten off? They're not next to the. It's a spectacular. Oh loss yeah, of an the, arm. it's uh, it's a it, doctor dude. Yeah, because that had some early CGI in it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would imagine it's probably not a hundred percent effective all the time. So no, but but it's still fun. Still, I mean, that's I like, love it. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just a good movie. Oh, I forgot Thomas Jane was in it. Thomas um, Jane. Okay. Have, have you guys Stellan Skarsgård? That's who it is. Stellan's skateboard. Oh. He gets his arm bitten off. Yeah. So you were going to ask if we had seen anything. Oh, sorry. Have you guys ever seen Let's Be Cops from 2014? It's Sounds on familiar. HBO as well right now. Um, it's really funny. It's like Damon Williams Jr. Ah, uh, yeah. And yep. it's like a wholesome best friend late night comedy where they pretend to be cops. Yep. And then he like builds or creates like a video game kind of around it. I remember when that came out, but I it's, never saw it. I was a big fan of it, so it made me laugh. It's a, it's like a good movie, cool, enjoyable. Um, okay, Future Sport from 1988. Okay, sounds like it's that. got Rutger Hauer in it, but I don't know. <laughs> no, it would be better if it did. It has that like dude from uh, that was Superman on TV. Okay. Dean Kane. Yeah, yeah, that guy. And Vanessa Williams. Mm. And it's the only team. thing that I remember <coughs> a TV movie. 
Yeah, the only thing I remember from this movie is that a guy has like a camcorder in his head and one of his eyes is like the lens. And at one point, like somebody tells him, uh, don't blink. And it's so stupid. And oh, cheesy. wow. What a cast. Like, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Directed by Ernest Dickerson. Mike. What movie is this? Future Sport. I am Future not sport. familiar with it. I mean, it's pretty good, but like, you know, it's like cool that there's rollerblades in it. And it's like a rare, I don't know, it's like, I love when rollerblades are incorporated is it, in like a, a movie. Is it, um, is it like rollerball? Like they're skating around and punching yeah, people? Yeah, it's similar to that. And then okay. like, yeah. but. Well, Julie, you need to, to see Solar Babies, clearly. <laughs> oh, I own that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that I am not at movie. all surprised. Dude, um, I love, like, Airborne com- got me into it for sure. Uh, like rollerblades or like thinking they were cool as hell. But also there's the prayer of the roller boys. Yeah. Yes. I think Corey Haim, like that yes. one's like pretty fun. Cause it also has the, um, the chick from commando. Um, Ray Don Chong. Chong. Oh, dude, yes. this is a straight up, uh, rollerball thing. I mean, they're getting the ball, throwing yeah. it in a hole and, but they got skateboards and stuff too. Yeah. It looks it's, very I mean, it's like TV silly. movie. Oh, it's real fucking cheesy. But uh, I, on, I don't it's know. On, it's on freebie okay. and crackle and Pluto and Roku. It's not and a bad, TV. like you're kind of hungover movie. Okay. Um, cool. but yeah, I've always wanted to see that movie rollerblade. That's a movie I haven't seen where it's like nuns with rollerblades. <laughs> um, but I don't yeah. know that one. <laughs> roller just, it's just called rollerblade. I think so. Yeah. I remember reading about it a long wow. time ago. Being like, that looks cool. It just popped in my brain. I don't know. Um, Rollerblade, 1986. Futuristic society rebels fighting against a fascist state are aided by a group of roller skating nuns called yeah. the Bod Sisters. Yes. Yeah. That movie looks it's cool. On, hey, right? it's on Tubi. <laughs> oh, of course it is. Maybe that'll be a this afternoon thing. Wow. Oh, oh he it, also it, did Roller Gator. Um, the same director. He yeah. also did the Rollerblade Seven, Legend of the Rollerblade Seven, Return of the Rollerblade Seven. This guy likes rollerblades. Yes, he does. <laughs> and DNA. That's funny. <laughs> so, Julie, you might have found Thank your you. next next uh, pairing here. There we go. Yeah. Oh, Bax Hell Frog Warrior. Okay. Well, rollerblade. <laughs> the Demon Ooh. Lover. Not my demon lover, the demon lover. Mm. Okay. All right. That just got like I think a 4K release. My demon lover. Oh really? Dude. I don't know why. I really like that movie. I think I, y'all, <laughs> silence. We need to we need to get on board with the director of that uh, rollerblade thing, the Donald G. Jackson. I'm just looking. Okay. Yes. Man, cool. lingerie kickboxer, sign me up. What's up? Hell, he did. He directed Hell Comes to Frogtown. That's why he okay. did all that other Max Hell stuff. Oh. Frogtown Two, Legend of the Rollerblade Seven, Ghost of El Chupacabra. Yeah, cool. Baby Ghost, Ghost Taxi. Oh, I'm glad we went. Crimes down of the Chupacabra, Guns of the Chupacabra Two, The Unseen, well, Roller Gator. I think they did on How Did This Get Made. <laughs> it's literally awesome. about a roller skating alligator, isn't it? Yes. It's like the Tammy and the T-Rex type of thing where it's just like really low budget, but they had a suit, I think. But yeah, lingerie kickboxer. I'm just going to go sounds, ahead. And, 
Super watch fun. that right pencil now. that in <laughs> an adult comic book style movie about a unique heroine that has come to kick some ass what's up he directed a movie called I like to hurt people <laughs> I actually think I might have that movie it is a documentary about wrestling oh Julie Strain is in the Lundre kickboxer of course no, oh, yeah. Damn. One I'm of Dylan's one of Dylan's professors is like <laughs> constantly posting photos on Twitter of like Julie Strain or Sybil Danning, like right. all these. Nice. Do you do you follow the uh, scalps guy, Fred Owen Ray? Yeah, do you follow him? I do not. Facebook? I probably should. Man, he's always posting pictures of like starlets. I will follow him, and I think I've watched. I like to hurt people. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a documentary. Mm-hmm. Which clearly this dude likes wrestling. If you look at the box art for the one about the bod sister nuns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rollerblade. Oh my God, y'all, we gotta we gotta pull our heads out of this. Yeah, we do. Rabbit hole, <laughs> Julie. What else have you seen? Um. Okay. My uh, list is short. So also, uh, I picked up a tape at the thrift store the surrender from 1987 okay. it has michael kane and he's like a wealthy writer looking for true love and sally field is like this like charmy kooky artist wow what a cast um, and steve gutenberg like steals the show um and i wish he was in more movies the in the 80s, 90s but yeah he's um what's know, it what's fun. it called surrender oh okay i remember yeah, that movie it was really cute I don't know. Oh, yeah. As soon as I saw the poster, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. It's like, you know, kooky and weird, but I enjoyed it. Wow, great cast. Yeah. Like, really great Um, cast. Okay, so next up, uh, Desert Kickboxer. (laughs) This is a movie from 1992 that was really, I loved it. Yeah. Um, It was bad, and... um, that's Michael Caine and Sally Field, also, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's their sequel. Oh, right, a Native American kickboxer. Yeah, it's it's definitely like kickboxer meets Thunder Warrior. Yeah, um, all right. And the highlight is him doing some exercise moves with like an eagle chirping like all around him. Peacemaker. And it's just super cheesy. He has some great kicks. I need to look him up and see if he's in anything else because I would definitely watch it. I think oh, the director has done some stuff with uh, that British guy the, um, that we like. Uh, I can't think of his name. The mm. fuck. Donald uh, Scott, Scott Atkins. Is he a Brit? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know Scott Atkins was a Brit. Um, anyway, he's done a shitload. He's done 29 movies and it looks like most of them have featured Scott Atkins. Uh, You've got to stop clicking, man. <laughs> no, I'm always very curious. Oh wow, the life and legend of Bob Wall. He did a movie. Cool. That's fucking cool. I would watch that like right now. Okay. What else, Julie? Sorry. Um, no, it's okay. Uh Beyond the Door Three, um oh, with same. Dallas VHS swap mm-hmm. um and Joe Bob Briggs. Um didn't just we like the do that factor. We did. That's uh, actually a Mario Baba movie, I think. It's terrible. It? It's terrible. I loved it. Oh. I thought it was so weird is this, and Is this odd. the one with Bo Hopkins and they're on the train? Yeah, that's all shot in like Lithuania or Slovenia or uh, Lithuania. Right. Or is that the second Beyond the Door? No, I think it's like that's... Demon Mitwind meets Jim Cotta Weird Village. 
Oh, maybe. Maybe I'm getting so, two and three mixed. No, three's got Bo Svensson in it. Bo Svensson. I said an introverted American, stu- introverted American student of Balkan descent travels to Yugoslavia as part of a school trip to witness an ancient pagan ritual. But the pagans hide a deadly secret. That's directed by Jeff Quitney. So two is the Bava flu. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, okay, we did all three of those. On yes, because the, the first one's that Osorio... Cool. Right. The, uh, Masi the Greek or guy, yeah. Asantis, I think his name is. Yes. Okay, I'm done. What? That was <laughs> a lot. Sorry, we just completely interrupted everything you said. But. Well, we're because no, we're fascinated no, by like it. it. We are. That's cool. I like we're it. We're observing from like a safe distance. <laughs> Mike, you want to do your short list sure, or me do my long list? No, let me do my short list. Okay, first, I just want to say, and I know I said this last time, Barry. Watch Barry. Mm. Yeah. If you like, oh, the show. If you like things that are good, things that are really good and compelling and complex and nuanced, but really funny and crazy violent, watch Barry. Cool. Agree. Awesome. I uh, yeah, I have a shortish. Yeah, pretty short. All right. Uh, no shock here. Mad Max Two: The Road Warrior. Nice. Just had to do it. Had to do it. Now, which one is that? It's the new one in 4K, <laughs> so I had to watch it. Ooh, watch okay. Rawhead Rex. Not oh, great. Good one. <laughs> not great. Good, good looking creature. Uh, not great. Uh, the package with Gene Hackman mm-hmm. and Tommy Lee Jones. Amazingly good movie. I'm sure that's and, correct. Andrew Davis, fucking top notch. Um, Devil in a Blue Dress is Carl Franklin, who did One False Move. Thomas, Denzel Washington, Don Cheadle, Tom Sizemore. Kind the of late a, Tom Sizemore. The right. late Tom Sizemore, yeah. It's kind of an interesting film noir thing, but it was really good. Beautiful, to, like beautifully made mm-hmm. and crafted. A super weird little thing from sort of new, upstate New York somewhere or Connecticut called Disconnected from 1984. Uh Thought it was going to be a slasher thing. It kind of maybe is a little bit, but it's also about like, what is somebody really seeing what they think they're seeing? Is this person really this person? And just like overlapping bits of stuff and trippy and weird and made for like $40,000, but like shot, like somebody really was doing something. They were really trying to make something that had some like creative merit. It wasn't just like, Hey, let's, you know, throw some gore at the screen and take some women's clothes off or whatever. But did you say this is from 84, 84 disconnected on to be, is it really? Mm -hmm. It's nuts, man. Uh, and obviously twins of evil and vampire circus. And we watched a movie last night called the wind from 1986 with Meg Foster, Mm -hmm. Robert Morley. Okay. Um, wings, Hauser, Wow. And okay. Steve Rails back. Wow. <laughs> and it's That's a motley crew. And yeah. Meg Foster's boyfriend, who she talks to through the whole movie on and off on the phone, was David McCallum from Man from Uncle. Wow. So really weird cast. Uh, Ilya, whatever his name was. Kira Kira Kaken. Yeah, I can't remember. Iria Kieran Culkin, I think was his <laughs> name. But uh it's uh Morley is like her landlord. She's a writer who rents this little place on the coast of Greece. And Morley is the person, this Brit expat that moved there and bought a bunch of the land and houses because he had money. 
and okay. has he's he rents the place to her and Wingshauser is the shady American handyman who is just a fucking psychopath from frame one pretty much yeah and ends a cat and mouse game with them in the house and it's right on this coast where like at night the wind it howls and whips up and it'll kill you so don't go out at night that's basically what robert morley tells her so anytime anybody goes outside it's like in the thing when they have to go out and brave the elements right anybody here that goes outside is going to get blown away pretty much so but uh, it was very entertaining yeah never heard of it it's a guy the Nico Mastarakis directed it. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, and he's made a bunch of like action yeah. and thriller yeah. type things in the mid late eighties, early nineties. Didn't, didn't he do a movie we watched for the podcast? Probably. Hmm. I mean I swear I think we did. I think we did one recently and it was terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't say I wouldn't think that everything he did is gonna be great. But this was this was good. Ooh, the wind. The wind, yeah, it was fun. It is not showing up. That He's done honest. forty things, so there's a good chance. I, yeah, it's not it's not showing up under that uh, title. The wind. Yeah. Really, it's. Let's see. Yeah, it's on. Uh, IMDb under director. Well, I meant when I searched the wind, it doesn't show up. Oh, okay. Okay. He did something called Ninja Academy. Oh, Hard to Kill. With Brian Thompson and Oliver Reed and George Kennedy. I think I've seen that a long time ago. I like that one. Yeah, I swear I think we've done something with this dude. In the Cold of the Night... Dot com. No, I guess not. Hmm. Oh, well. Okay. Anyway, that's it for me. And I've been, again, I've been watching a lot of like Barry and uh, the new season of Always Sunny. So. Cool. Well, I've, I've watched a bunch. Um, I'll skip around a little bit. I watched um, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Ooh. I think. Was that a new one or was that the original? The 1974 one. Oh, I love that I, movie. That I saw at the theater. I got real I high too. and watched it. Um, I watched a documentary. Wait, I think wait it was you on. were seven years old, man, and you got real high and watched that movie. No, just uh, yes, I time traveled back to 1974 and got real high. <laughs> um, I watched a documentary gummies. on Netflix about Pez collectors, and um, huh. it was awesome. It was called The Pez Outlaw, and it was this dude, and it was just this beautiful story of this weird little dude who had a has a family and like was was a like a machinist and he um stumbled into the world of pest collecting and ended up making a shitload of money and becoming like an almost like an international criminal because of it it was just an amazingly well-made sweet good-hearted just just a triumph of a movie i really was blown away by it um mike you watched this before but i finally watched sizu the movie yeah. um, about the whatever Norwegian like super soldier guy who just murders yeah. a shitload of Nazis. Um, I found it. I found it entertaining, but I, it, uh, ultimately I was just sort of like, okay. I mean, it is next. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a lot of the same, but it's all completely forgettable. Was, 
very satisfying in the t- in the moment. Though. It got real silly. Some of the like getting hung stuff and some of the other things. I was like, I don't, I don't know. My oh, favorite no. thing was when he picked up the landmine and threw it, and it stuck to the guy's helmet. To the dude's head. That was great. That was awesome. <laughs> um, there's a movie on Shutter called Brooklyn Forty Five. Uh, oh, I'm aware of that. Um, it's good. Um, so Julie, you were talking about the um, underwater stuff, but I went and watched from 1969 Captain Nemo in the Underwater City. That was the thing I watched. Oh yeah. During the that era. Now that's movies and that are wet. It? Oh, I love it. It's I mean, it is a th- one from childhood. Um, Robert Ryan is Captain Nemo, and he's great. And there's it's just very over the top, very much a kids' movie, and I just fucking love it. Is um, Robert Ryan the guy? Is he? Doesn't he play the evil scientist or whatever in Black Hole? No, that, that's um, or is it Maximilian Shell? That's Maximilian Shell. Okay, sorry. Um, I watched a documentary about Bigfoot called Eyes from the Pines. Um, it's from 2021. It's very entertaining. Um, it's about a Maine version of Bigfoot up in the state of Maine. And it's, it was interesting. And it's something that I used to be really, uh, something I followed a lot back in my younger years. And it, so it was fun to like see some more up-to-date shit about that. <laughs> um, the comedian Burt Kreischer. Um, is in a movie called The Machine, and I watched it. It was very entertaining. He's actually he's a better actor than I expected. Um, it's got some really fun action sequences in it. It's very, I don't know, it's got a heart to it. So, I mean, it was disposable. Um, I watched Gaspar Noé's movie Climax, which is um, wild. It's on um, okay. Showtime, which I now get through Paramount+. Plus. Um, it's just this weird movie about dancers who were like fucking each other and doing all the drugs and then somebody starts tripping and then people start dying horribly um very interesting um what's the movie from 1972 it was i'd heard about it but i just figured i'd watch it because i kept hearing good things so i watched this movie called the (laughs) the godfather um i've never heard of it yeah it's sort of a indie kind of underground thing I was telling Mike, like I, as a kid, I would, I had watched the Godfather saga, which was this thing that they did on TV where they took Godfather one and Godfather two and edited them together into one long movie. Mm -hmm. So that's all I had ever seen, um, of both movies was that version. Okay. So I'd never actually watched the the Godfather. So I did. Um, uh, watched, uh, vampire circus, twins of evil, um, Watched Mission Impossible Fallout, getting ready for the new Mission Impossible Ooh. movie. And man, Mission Impossible Fallout is a fucking good movie. I enjoyed the shit out. I've seen it before, so I was just like refreshing myself. And man, it is, it is a solid movie. All of um, those movies are great. Uh, and now I want to roll back a little Stunts. bit and talk about some things I saw at the theater. Um, I saw the new yeah. Spider-Man animated movie, Across the Spider-Verse. And it's a masterpiece it is so fucking good um i don't think a human being with a heart or a pulse could not be like blown away by this thing it is it it it, the first one was a phenomenal piece of work and i would have called it a masterpiece too and this just like ups the ante in every way it is truly perfect it's just great in every way i'm just blown away by it and there's a part two coming so i'm like ah get here quicker um, we saw the movie The Flash at the theater. Um, so another superhero movie, but we saw that. I really liked is, it. Um, is that Marvel or DC? 
that is DC. Um, DC. Um, but it, it has everybody. Like it's the one where Michael Keaton comes back as Batman. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. there's been a lot of like buzz about that. And basically, everybody who ever was or was going to be Superman shows up as Superman in the movie. Oh. So it's full cool. of some awesome moments. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, people have said bad things about it, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, there's a movie from 2017 that's also on Showtime that I watched called Logan Lucky. And it's from uh, Steven Soderbergh, who did all the Oceans movies. And it's basically a redneck Oceans movie. Um, okay. It's fucking amazing. It's got um, Daniel Craig <laughs> in it as a redneck bank robber from West Virginia, which is fun to see. Um, the stars are um, Channing Tatum and Adam Driver as brothers. Oh, and okay. Riley Keough that. plays their sister. And so it's just, it's packed with people. Um, everybody in the fucking world is in it, and it is awesome. Logan Lucky is a criminally underseen movie, and people should Mm. should search that out. Um, And I watched uh, Asteroid City from from Wes Anderson, um, which was uh, the first (laughs) Wes Anderson movie I've watched all the way through in a long time. Um, Really? And it makes me want to go back and rewatch some of his earlier stuff that I sort of just avoided or just dismissed um, I love him so um, it's really unique as you can expect um, and it's amazing to look at as I think you also expect but um, mm-hmm. it's really good it really it really got me I was sort of transported by it and it was just wonderful I, um, I could see how if you went into this thing um, like putting up barriers for irony and sort of tweeness how it could like <laughs> you could be like repelled by it, but it is, if you just, I just opened my heart up and it, it, it really, it really got me. Um, I couldn't tell you what it's about in a larger state or a larger sense, but it's very, I don't want to even say meta, but it's got this, (coughs) it's got this construction where there's a narrator and then there's the movie and then there's a play and a playwright who's writing the movie and people come in and out of reality and talk about what's happening on screen. Anyway, it's it's very interesting. I, I, I bet I really it's no it. invasion force. It's no invasion force. <laughs> and then the most recent thing I watched was or the Blackening. Blade Ninjas. <laughs> the, the, the blackening most, the most recent thing i watched was the blackening and it it's, it says it's from 2022 but i thought it you know came out this year um but anyway i watched it it's it's very entertaining um it's very silly uh it's completely disposable but it was it was solid and some of the performances were very entertaining and there's some good moments um cool <laughs> damn i can't stop coughing so the blackening and that's that's it and like mike i've been watching very and other TV oh. shows. We blew through season one of Yellow Jackets, and if you haven't seen Yellow Jackets and you have access to Showtime, get on that, because it's pretty fucking great. Wait, what's Yellow Jackets about? It's about a, a girls' soccer team that is going to the state championships, and the plane goes down in the forest, and they're forced to live um, as best they can on their own, alone in the forest, and to deal with um, both their sort of... Um, interpersonal shit as well as the fucking very real struggles of survival so it's very good and then it's a comedy so like 
chick so what you get lord of the flies sort of but it it goes places you don't expect but the Mm. really brilliant thing about it is they have the here's the events of that period when they lived in the woods and then they cut back and forth between that and current day with the survivors who were dealing with the fallout of having had this experience and how it changed them. And, oh, interesting. Okay. And, I mean, the very first episode, and sort of notoriously the thing in, includes cannibalism. They're forced to that. Uh, or maybe not even forced, but I don't know yet. But the <laughs> very first episode, one of them is eaten by the rest of them. So now in modern day, they are agreeing we should not talk about that. And so they've kept this a secret, and these people are maybe being blackmailed by someone who maybe knows what they did. So there's this mystery story that is slowly revealed, and then there's all this stuff. But the cast is amazing. It's um, Christina Ricci, who's fucking amazing. Um, Melanie Linsky. Melanie Linsky's, I think, the lead. She's fucking amazing. Um, She always is. Juliette Lewis. Is fucking amazing. Cool. All these people are, and they're just great. So that is a great cast. Okay. I highly recommend it. It's, I mean, it's eight, nine episodes, something like that. Each is about an hour, so it's a, it's an investment, it's a commitment, but it's definitely worth it. So, Kane, I watched first season of that. Uh, after watching uh, the movie, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Hmm. I was it just you. you it, 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 if you're not in love with Melanie Lansky after that movie, then there's just no hope for you. I mean, she's in so much stuff. I know, but that's just such a standout thing to me, just as a movie and as her portray- her performance well, and beautiful things, man. Yeah, is it be- Heavenly Creatures? Heavenly Creatures, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's just awesome, amazing. So, um, yeah, she's she's great. She's phenomenal in Yellow Jackets, but everybody is. It's really good. That's it. Well, That's my lengthy list. Awesome. All right. Well, this was a a nice, intense return to the cave. Yeah, it's, it had been a while, so it's good to get back. You had to come in here. Like, it, we had been so long since we'd been in the cave, we had to reapply cobwebs. God, there were so <laughs> many Civil War ghosts and stuff we had to chase out of here. Like, come <laughs> on, right. y'all. Get out of Take here. Take your flags and go away. Well, it's good talking that's to uh, you too. So yeah, this was fun, and uh, Mike, thanks again. I would have never even thought of looking for these old-ass Hammer films, and they turned out to be very entertaining. It's what you get when you have an old-ass co-host. That is true. (laughs) You and your old-ass. We would love to hear from everybody with their suggestions, thoughts, uh, 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 complaints, um, you know, um, naughty photos, whatever you got, we'll take them. Um, You can write to us. Yes, at flickersfrom at yahoo.com or flickersfrom at gmail.com. You can find us on uh, Facebook at flickersfromthegay. Talk to us on Instagram, Slasher, YouTube. Write a review for us wherever you listen. Please. please. You can Um, also find us still over on Twitter, which I'm slowly (laughs) weaning myself up. I did sign up for Threads. Um, and I oh. applied for an account on Blue Sky. So we'll see if we uh, just completely abandon Elon Musk's fucking albatross and move elsewhere. Jesus but um, for now, we're still over there at Cave Walls. 
Well, speaking of naughty pictures, Julie's Zoom window here, that microphone is very suggestive in the foreground. It looks- <laughs> yeah, that, thing, that thing looks like it's ready to go. Say, hey, Julie, who's, who's that guy? <laughs> and why is he so happy to be there? go on. Well, as mayor, I say, we should go on. For the count to have us all hanged. Well, I'm leaving. Shilt. Shilt. No, not you. Not you. Your daughter is in there with my wife. If your wife's in there, maybe she wanted to go. 